Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Journey to Success Radio Network. My name is Timothy Chim. I'm a survivor of the cruel and harsh Pol Pot regime in Cambodia. This year is the 40th year of my new life after escaping from Pol Pot's death row in May 1975. I am an Allstate agency owner in Nanuat, Rockland County, New York, since 1987. You can reach me at 845-624-2500 for your insurances and financial products need in New York. Or you can go to www.allstateagencies.com slash 021070. Our very special guest for today's show is Stephanie Behrens. Welcome to Journey to Success Radio, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, let me tell our listeners a little bit about you. So Stephanie Behrens is a Milwaukee artist who honors the story of others through painting and writing. Her mission is to tell others that their experiences, whether of pain or joy, matter. Stephanie received her MFA, or Master of Fine Arts in Visual Arts from Washington University in St. Louis in 2009. She has been working full-time as an artist for over 10 years. Barron's is recognized as an established artist in the Milwaukee community through her participation in several artist residencies, such as the Mandel Creative Studio and the Fisto Hotel Air Program. She is a professional Dimensions 2015 SACI artist. Her work has been acquired by notable public collectors such as Northwestern Mutual and Averno College and by private collectors across the United States and in Europe. Her paintings have been exhibited at MAM, MOWA, Dean Jensen Gallery, and Expo 72 in Chicago. Her work also has been featured in the Artist Magazine, the journal Sentinel, MPTV, Milwaukee Magazine, the Huffington Post, and many, many more. To learn more about how she honors others through custom paintings and story books, visit www.stephaniebarons.com. If you would like to contact Stephanie, you can do so by emailing her at sbarenz at gmail.com. Again, welcome, Stephanie. Are you in Milwaukee now? Yes, I am in Milwaukee. Yep, and thank you for having me. It's a joy talking. How are you? I'm doing yeah, yeah. Many of our listeners, if not most, are not familiar with the kind of works that you do. 
hard works indeed, I should say, <laughs> by uh, artists. Now, I take it that you are a full-time artist, right? Yes, correct. Yep, I have a studio <laughs> in the third ward. Yep, in Milwaukee. I, I work there full-time. Wow. Stephanie, please describe the work that you do, because for me, I'm not familiar with that. Sure. So um, you mentioned a little bit in the intro, but what I mainly do is I honor people's stories through painting and writing. I really believe that um, the act of, you know, sharing your story or listening to someone's story really connects us to our shared humanity. So this all started actually when I was um, a resident at the Sister Hotel in 2013. I had proposed to the hotel that um, as a resident there, I would do a storybook called The Carriers, where I would um, create 30 paintings based off of 30 people's stories. And then I would collaborate with Molly Snyder, um, who's Mm -hmm. actually currently my business partner, to write the story about each painting. And then we'd put it together in a book. And we Uh both enjoyed this process so much that um, we now work together doing the same thing. So um, we interview our clients, uh, we learn their story, and then I create a custom painting, and then Molly writes a creative copy. And then we merge Mm -hmm. images of the painting um, with the creative copy uh, to form a storybook, and then we present the painting and the storybook to our client at a reveal party. Mm-hmm. And that, and that is the majority um, of, of what I do. And then I also do um, some like pro bono work too for um, people like Ronnie Yismut, which I'm sure we'll talk about soon. Where um, I help them memorialize their story as well. Wow, very good. Thank now, um, Stephanie, uh, let let's talk about the mission of your work, or maybe of your life, for that matter. As you may know that the mission of this radio program, the Journey to Success Radio, is to help people learn how to achieve a successful life or how to succeed by learning from various successful business leaders and or professionals like you. Now, can you talk about how your mission as an artist came to involve my good friend, my compatriot, and one of the few survivors like myself, uh, of Cambodia's atrocity in the 70s, my friend Ronnie Yimsup and his story. Yeah, definitely. So, well, I'll I'll first tell you how I met Ronnie um, and then tell you how it, you know, he became part of um, the storybook that I did. So I actually met him at the Fister Hotel. Um, someone saw my work there and said, well, you need to meet Ronnie. He has the most amazing story I've ever heard. And I was like, oh, I would love to meet this man. And so they set up a meeting and um, he he shared with us his, yeah, his story of, you know, his horrific story, but also his story of healing and his vision for Cambodia. And so I created this painting for him. It's called Suffering is Faith. And that's mm-hmm. actually um, a title of a poem that he wrote. And so the the painting... He really wanted it to focus on hope and healing um, that came after um, the events that happened in Cambodia. And so um, that's what I did. And then Molly wrote this story um, about that journey as well. And, you know, what really fascinated me about Ronnie um, 
well, there's a couple things. Um, first, you know, I'm, I'm very much interested um, in individuals who need to memorialize their story or somehow feel displaced um, by an event, whether that's war or poverty or fatherlessness. Um, and so I felt like, you know, Ronnie really had this story of being dis- displaced. But he also had this story of um, survival and healing where, you know, and what's really interesting about his story is that he, instead of leaving Cambodia forever um, Uh and being bitter about what happened, he Uh wanted to go back and regain that lost place. And he did that through forgiveness um, and love and a vision um, for for his home. And so he did that through building the Bakong Technical College and creating all these programs for people within that community. And so I really wanted to honor that story for him because it was so so unique. And I had never heard of someone going back after such a, a horrible event to mm-hmm. um, create, um, you know, this hope and healing in his, in his home. Have you read his book? Um, I've read parts of it, yes. Um, and he... We sat down with him for about two hours, and he told wow. us the whole story. Yeah, so, I mean, he really, you know, poured his heart out to us and, and, and told us everything. And I and I was just so grateful to him for doing that because I can't imagine, you know, the amount of vulnerability, you know, it takes to revisit those memories or, mm-hmm, you know, revisit mm-hmm. those events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be a, a painful uh, experience indeed for him to go back and do all of those things again. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I, I, yeah. Uh, I've spoken to him many times. He is a remarkable man indeed. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I do like it very much to honor successful people and, and the people who have great stories to share their success and their stories so that everyone, like, you and me can benefit from their advices and from their personal accounts and all. Now, it looks like that you take stories to a different level and you have chosen to honor them through painting and writing. Why? Well, you know, there's something that happens to a story um, when you represent it visually. And, Uh um, you know, you know, so often, you know, we share stories through spoken word. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a wonderful way to do that. I mean, and probably the most immediate and direct way. But when you translate it to a painting, you know, something else happens, you know, and it really becomes, you know, a legacy, you know, this object um, that will hopefully stand the test of time. You know, so I feel like, you know, you can tell your story and pass it along, you know, by word of mouth, but then when you create an object out of it and you hang it on the wall, you know, it's a different mm-hmm. form of honoring someone. And then taking it to another level where you where you actually physically write down a story. And the way that Molly Snyder writes the story is my colleague. Um, she mm-hmm. really infuses a lot of creativity into them. And so it, it kind of has more of a storybook feel to them where she'll take images from the painting and describe those images and merge them with, 
you know, the account or the interview from our client. And so when the person first sees the painting, I think, you know, they they feel really honored to see that on the wall, but then to have another form in writing um, to go along with that to explain it further um, really kind of takes it to another level for them as well. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of our um, clients or the people we work with um, are often often use these to um, uh, celebrate like a milestone event. So whether it's a retirement or an anniversary or like a, you know, an 80th birthday or something like that. So it's uh-huh, often uh-huh. people who have a whole lifetime of experiences um, to tell. And it's usually family members who want to honor them um, and, and, you know, preserve their legacy and share it with other generations to come. So which one comes first, writing or painting? Yeah, well, actually, it's it's unique because um, when you write a book, usually you write the story first and then you, you make the illustration. Um, but the way Molly and I work, I actually create the painting first. So we learn their story, we interview them, and then I create the painting. And then after that whole process is done, Molly comes in and writes the story. And then we put it in. So actually you listen to this. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Actually, you listen to the story at the same time, right? Or mm-hmm. does it matter? Yep. No? Yeah, well, yeah. So it's very important that we listen to their story first and we interview them. But then um, after we, we gather all that information, then I create the painting. And then Molly writes the story really about... Um, the interview, and the process of making the painting. So it all kind of comes together. And she draws metaphors and imagery from the from the painting and puts that into her writing as well. Wow. <laughs> I think that is a good combination of so having picture <laughs> on the wall and, and here we go, another book comes with it. Wow. Yeah. Really an idea. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much. And, you know, I love yeah. collaboration. And so I feel like, you know, I get to collaborate in a lot of different ways. You know, I get to collaborate with my clients because they're telling so much about their story. And often have to be very vulnerable and, and tell me, you know, you know, those experiences of joy but also of pain. And then, um, you know, and then I get to collaborate with Molly, too, and, and we get to, you know, make that storybook together. So I, I love collaboration. I love crossover and working with all these different individuals and then also creating something that is just really meaningful to them in the end is something that you know is very meaningful to me you know i um i really enjoy that whole process nice very nice (laughs) thank you Wow, instead of honoring people uh doing in certain ways then you use that painting and writing to do Wow, amazing indeed. Thank you so much. Yeah. But you do you do have an amazing story of your own uh here, Stephanie, to paint and to write and this must have something to do with your personal background, I believe. But if you don't mind, tell us about your background and how that has had an influences on your work and you as a person. Sure, yeah, I would love to. So um, well, first of all, you know, I'm I'm really blessed to have very loving parents and um, siblings who really encouraged me to pursue art. And um, my father is actually a minister, 
and my mother is a kindergarten teacher. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so um, we moved a lot around a lot um, in my childhood, and, you know, the church was a big part of our life and belonging to community. Um, so in my home, you know, the importance of serving others um, was definitely taught, um, and storytelling and reading and collaboration were also um, a big part of my upbringing as well. So it's no surprise to me that in my work, um, you know, themes of travel and storytelling and community and knowing one's neighbor um, are all major themes. So I really see my childhood coming up in my painting quite a bit. Um, and then, like, moving into um, my my 20s, um, so I moved around a lot. I actually moved every year for 10 years. And... Um, <laughs> was really a nomad, and that was had a lot to do because of different residencies I was doing um, and my schooling, too. So, um, as you mentioned before, you know, I got my MFA in St. Louis. Um, I was a resident at a printmaker's collaborative in Chicago. I studied for a while and lived in, in Italy um, and studied there. And then I also um, lived in China for a while, in Hangzhou, China. I taught English oh, really? for a while. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. How, how long? <laughs> I only taught there for a year, but um, it was a great year because I met my husband over there. And, um, oh, okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. Congratulations. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so he um, had been teaching English oh. over there for three years, and he had traveled all over the Eastern Hemisphere. Um, so travel and, you know, all these amazing people really became part of my story and they really changed um my worldview but you know but also how i really viewed myself so you know that's where all of these things started um to brew you know i all, you know move, living in all these different places and moving around and meeting all these different people and learning all their stories um really became the focus of my work during that time and now, you know, my husband and I, we've been in Milwaukee for about three years now, and I've really kind of put my roots down here and become part of the Milwaukee community. But I constantly go back to um, those experiences and those people that I met. And, you know, now I'm making work um, about that. So uh, those themes that I love to explore um, really have their roots in, in my childhood, but then also... Um, you know, my 20s as well and what I did during that so, time. You have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, uh, in <laughs> many parts of the world, right? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very perspective that. giving. Yes, yeah, you uh, know, it really helps you um, form So this you know, charitable charitable idea, which is, you know, I mean, it's probably deep down in your heart there that you want to give and you want to uh, make people feel and make people, um, you know, honor people in such a way that they cannot forget, right? Yeah, I would love to have something like that on my wall <laughs> 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 yeah, and paint definitely. it. And, 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 well, I would love to hear uh, the story. So. <laughs> it's written in a book or something. That's amazing. So anything else that you want to share about the um, influences? Uh, well, Besides yeah, I mean, I think, uh, traveling, yeah? 
Yeah, you know, I talked to you know, you talked about, you know, this being like a charitable act and and you know, mm-hmm. I you know, I kind of talked about this a little bit, but being connected um to the church and and seeing, you know, the you know, the example of my parents and, you know, how they served others, you know, I think that really, you know, came out of that experience. And my my husband actually teaches um in Central City, Milwaukee. And many people know that, you know, Milwaukee's story currently is that we're the most segregated city um, Mm -hmm. in the U.S. And we have a lot of challenges in front of us as a city. And, you know, my um, husband, he works in these communities, and I I also um, mentor um, several central city youth. And, you know, there's just, um, you know, although it can be challenging sometimes, there's so much joy that comes out of, of serving others and, and, you know, learning their story. And, you know, for me, it brings so much meaning to my work. And and that's really what I want at the end of the day. You know, I want, you know, my work to feel like it's bringing, um, yeah, something meaningful to my life. And so I don't even really see it as a charitable act. <laughs> it's almost selfish. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I see it because it's bringing so much meaning um, uh-huh. and joy to my experience of, of being an artist. So... And I'm just so grateful that people are willing to to open up and and tell me their stories. That's very, yeah, very humbling when someone's willing to do that. Yes, indeed. I'm always admiring artists because they do have the patience of of starting from the very beginning to an end, completing the products and then share with the whole world and, you know, be happy about the work and all that, you know, amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about the future. Sure. Now where you are and where do you see your work taking you and involving more stories like the uh, the great story of my good friend, Rani Yemsot? Yeah, yeah, I've been actually thinking about this a, a lot lately, Um yeah, and my my dream is really to make a series of work that, you know, tells individual stories of people like Ronnie. You know, people who have been displaced, you know, whether it's through war or poverty um, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I think it would be really interesting to travel to these places um, with my husband and meet people, you know, whether it's like a refugee camp or um, a school like Ronnie's um, and learn their stories and and um you know create paintings about them and storybooks and then bring them back to the US and raise more awareness um about these endeavors or what they're going through. And I think you know the reason why you know I I feel like this is something that's really important to do um you know so often you know when you're across the ocean from these events that are happening um they kind of become mm-hmm. like an abstraction. You know, when you think of a refugee camp and the millions of people that are in those camps, you know, it becomes kind of abstract, and it's difficult to visualize it as a a global crisis. Um, So, you know, therefore, like, humanizing them by telling someone's story, you know, it humanizes the the, the statistic. And, um, you know, by telling their account, like Ronnie's account, you know, it, it really helps you to understand the challenges that they're facing and the need for a long-term solution or, you know, the need to help um, or to reach out or to get to know, you know, people who are across the ocean. 
or maybe it's just someone next door to you. You know, I think whatever you learn mm-hmm. from someone's story, it yeah, it connects you to your um, your shared humanity. And so I, that's where I see the direction of my work going. You know, I, I, I see the vision in front of me, but sometimes it's hard to know <laughs> the exact steps of getting there. So, and we we talked about that earlier. And I think the thing is, is just to kind of take it one step at a time. You know, Ronnie, meeting Ronnie was a wonderful opportunity um, for many reasons. You know, first I got to form this great friendship with Ronnie, and then you know I was so honored to paint his story. But, you know, just by taking that step and, and learning about him and his story, it, it gave me this great opportunity to kind of try this um, method of working out. You know, I had never met him before, um, but then uh-huh. we, you know, through the painting and the story, you know, we really were were able to connect. So, um, yeah, I, can, I just see, you know, one story at a time. <laughs> and then eventually maybe it'll lead me to, you know, different places around the world where I can tell more people's stories. <laughs> have you been to any refugee camps in uh, uh, I have anywhere no. else? You have, you haven't, right? Will Will you be no. willing to travel to those those places? I would, I would actually. Um, I have been invited um, by some people, and um, I haven't been able to make it work with my schedule and my work op- obligations or my husband's. Um, but it wouldn't even have to be, and that's just an example. Um, it wouldn't have to necessarily be someone even uh, where across the ocean. It could be somewhere right next door. You know, Milwaukee has a lot of challenges too. You know, it uh-huh. it could be really where anyone is feeling displaced. You know, and I feel like you know a lot of people connect to that emotion. Um, you know, whether it's they don't have a father in their life, or they don't have you know they lost a parent, or they're facing you know poverty or segregation or um, war, you know, whatever it may be, I think that mm-hmm. idea of displacement and helping people feel like um, they have a place to tell their story and memorialize, memorializing that story is really what I'm most interested in doing. And, um, yeah, like I said, you know, that vision is in front of me and I don't know exactly how it'll material, materialize or what'll, how it'll actually happen, but I know that's what I'm moving moving towards currently. Let's go to Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's go to Cambodia. <laughs> see, <my> see. <laughs> I would love that. And Ronnie has invited yeah, me. Yeah, let's, uh, let make this, uh, <laughs> let's make this event that we're going to talk about next. Okay, the event next. I'm uh, enjoying so much fun talking about your uh, stories and uh, Ronnie's stories. Uh, now we almost forget about this event here, yes. the event in the next, uh, the next few days right now. Um, yes, exactly. The special event, the fundraising event at Blue Lounge yes. uh, for the Blue for Lounge. the Bakong uh, Technical College, and I wish I could be there to help you out raising funds and all that. But can you talk more about this event, and then sure. tell our tell our listeners uh, how they can help? Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we're doing an event um, at the Blue Lounge, which is on the 23rd floor um, of the Sister Hotel. So it's this beautiful lounge, um, has um, windows all around, so you can see the entire skyline of Milwaukee. Oh, and wow. it overlooks the Yeah, it overlooks the lake. And it's really You're the best, tempting me. You're tempting place. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. And 
um, yeah, they call it blue because, you know, you look out and you can see all the blue of Lake Michigan, and it's just absolutely beautiful and um, really the best place in Milwaukee to get a cocktail, in my opinion. <laughs> and um, so what we're doing is we're blue tenders, um, which means all um, Lisa and I um, are going to be bartending for the evening from 5.30 into 7, until 7.30. And all of I was thinking I was thinking that you were singing blue as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I won't be singing. <laughs> so I've never heard that. of that term blue <laughs> blue tending. I'm sorry, go ahead. So Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, blue tender. It's called blue tender. Um and yeah, so we'll be serving drinks from five thirty to seven thirty. Um, and Molly Snyder is also going to be there, the woman who wrote Ronnie's story, and she'll be blue tending as well. And, um, yeah, a percentage of all the sales um, from that um, time period, from 5.30 to 7.30, and the tips, all the t- tips that we get will go toward um, the the college in Cambodia. And then, oh, um, wow, after- wow, wow. Yeah, and then afterwards. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, we're having a live auction where we'll be auctioning off a framed print of the painting that I did for Ronnie, um, along with some smaller prints of the painting, and um, some. And you're gonna have to correct me if I'm saying this wrong. Compote pepper is that how you say it? The Cambodian pepper. Oh, compote. Um, yeah. Yeah. Compote yep. pepper. Compote pepper. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll be auctioning off some of that. Um, and um, a few Wait, other pepper, items. Is, is it real pepper? Yeah. Is it yeah. in a jar or yeah, yeah, well, in a box back, or bag or what? Yeah, they brought it back from. Um, Lisa brought it back from Cambodia when she came over, and um, yeah, so it's the rare pepper that they produce over there, and we'll be mm-hmm. um, auctioning off some bags of that, and. Um, no, this is black pepper well. you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yep. is black pepper, right? Yeah, okay. The black pepper, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then the books we'll be auctioning off are um, Ronnie's book that he wrote, Facing the Khmer Rouge, and then uh-huh. um, my book, The Carriers. And, and then we're going to close the evening. Um, Molly Snyder is actually going to do a live reading of Ronnie's story. Um, from our book, The Carriers, and then she's also going to read um, an article that she wrote about him for on Milwaukee.com, um, or for the sorry for the Fister blog rather when she was the narrator here. So um, we'll learn a little bit more about Ronnie's story that evening too. So all of that um, money from the live auction and and from the bartending will go towards um, Ronnie's school in Cambodia. Very nice, very nice. Ronnie is probably um, uh, asleep, walking, talking now as we yeah. <laughs> as we speak here. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he can't come because he's over in Cambodia right now. But we wish he could come. Yeah. So he'll be back. That's I think very so, nice. Soon. Yeah. Well, very yeah, we're nice. really excited about it. Thank you. So how many people do you expected to um to come? Uh, how did well, you advertise for that? Well, um I put it out to several of my networks and so did Lisa and so did Molly. So um you know, we're not quite sure 
Um, I hope it's a lot. I mean, we put it out to um, a couple thousand people, and the Fister Hotel is also advertised as well. So, um, you know, maybe we'll get uh, 100 or maybe we'll get 200. Um, Hopefully it'll be even more than that. So um, we'll just see what happens. Very big place and nice place, so people will want to be there, though. <laughs> yes, it's always packed there. People love – it really is one of the most popular spots in Milwaukee. Um, it just has a beautiful view and great service and great atmosphere. Um, and and so it's usually packed, um, even if there is an event. There's always people in that lounge. So I'll probably get to tell Ronnie's story to a lot of people um, who wouldn't have normally um, known it. So that'll be great. It'll be great exposure. Nice. Like I <laughs> told you that Ronnie is probably have a very good dream so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we yeah. need uh, we need all the funds and all the help that you guys can do to help. That school there is, it's been there. It's kind of very frustrated for us. Uh, It hasn't been finished sooner, you know? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, you've you've really faced a lot of of hurdles with building the school. And, um, yeah, we really hope that the doors can open soon. So that would be wonderful if this could help, help that process along a little bit faster. Well, knowing Ronnie, um, he will not allow any uh, obstacles or anything to stand in his way. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that this school is going to open soon. And with the help yeah. from uh, people like you and Molly and all, and I uh, don't know how to thank you enough. And as one of the uh, board members of the school on the project, I... Uh, I'm very thankful for you to uh, even think of it, you know. Never mind do and act. <laughs> well, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, my pleasure to do it. So, yeah, you're me yeah, part of your I story. can't imagine. I, I can't imagine. I like now just thinking about it make me want to go to have a uh, service done by Lou Tender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephanie Barron's yeah. and Molly Snyder. Very <laughs> good. Bad. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, well, we would love it if you could come, but we totally understand there's um, quite a few miles between New York City and Milwaukee, so. <laughs> Walking? It'd probably take me a while. No, I said and Milwaukee. <laughs> but yeah, if you walked, it would take you a while. <laughs> I got used to it. Remember, we did that. Ronnie did that. Well, yeah, From Cambodia to Thailand about... and all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes. Yes, and um, yeah, I I don't know what to say. I'm I'm really uh, speechless about the uh, function that you guys are putting there. And um, tell our listeners a little bit again. I read a little bit about how they contact you, uh, how how they uh, should contact you about this event and or about your business. How did how can they do that? Sure. So there's a couple different ways. well, you mentioned my website before. You can contact mm-hmm. me through that, and that's www.stephaniebarron, which is spelled B-A-R-E-N-Z, dot com. And then um, they could email me at sbarrens.com, or at gmail.com. 
Or you could call me. Um, my number is 920-251-3360. So there's three different ways they could get a hold of me. Um, if they're in the Milwaukee area, um, my studio storefront is located in the third ward um, on Milwaukee and Menominee. Um, the address is 419 East Menominee. Um, and um, they can make an appointment with me to meet me there and see my work um, or talk more about um, what I'm doing at um, for Ronnie's event at the Blue Lounge. So, yeah, um, any of those forms um, will work great to get a hold of me. Is there anything else you want to say uh, for your last words here? Um, well, let me let me think. I no, I just I guess I want to say thank you to you and Ronnie um, for sharing your story with me, and for yeah, just letting me be part of this with you guys. It's just been, like I said earlier, just really humbling, um, and it's just been an amazing experience painting Ronnie's story and writing his story, and then. Um, you know, talking with you on the phone yesterday about everything you went through. Um, it's just very inspiring and and gives you a lot of perspective, too. You know, it, it's helped me to look at my life in a different way. And, and so I just want to say um, thank you for that and also for having me um, on this radio program. I just, it's just been an, an honor to talk with you today. Thank you very much. What a kind-hearted thoughtful, generous person you are, Stephanie. On oh, behalf of you. our host yeah, our host here at Journey to Success Radio Network and on behalf of the uh, Bakong Technical College Board members as well as its founding uh, member, Ronnie Jimson, and his team, I would like to thank you. Thank you very much, and I wish you have a great and successful event coming in the next three days. I think three days, right? Three or yep. four days, June actually. Yeah. June 11th. June 11th. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. and for our listeners, don't forget to learn more about how Stephanie honors others through custom paintings and storybooks. Please visit her site, www.stephaniebarons.com. <laughs> and if you would like to contact her, you can do so by emailing her at S-B-A-R-E-N-Z at gmail.com And that's all the time we have for today. And to our listeners, please contact us to share your great stories. Let's share. Let's give. The more you give, like Stephanie, the more you get. Don't forget, your story counts. Tell it to the world. I am Timothy Chim saying goodbye. And bye-bye to Stephanie as well. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye. you for listening Bye. to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details.